On this episode of JR the P. Whoa! Hey guys, how you doing? It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The fuck, right? And I look up and there's this fucking emaciated looking fucking Spider-Man. You know, the fucking tights, the fucking prepubescent fucking Peter Parker tenor. Hey guys, how you doing? It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. High-pitched fucking Peter Parker pre-puberty voice, right? I'm like, gee, gee willikers, right? It's the amazing Spider-Man. This fucking dork, some mental patient, squeezes into like a Spider-Man costume and he's like doing a little show, I guess, you know? He was pretty nimble. I'll have to give him that, you know? He's crouching down and doing the Spider-Man thing and putting on a little show, putting on the Ritz. And, you know, there's families and little kids. Oh, hey, look, it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Then he starts doing um, the shakedown. Just to let you all know, I do accept tips. I got a little tip bucket. If you're going to take a picture, please tip. Please tip. Real, like, nervous. Kind of real nervous Nelly kind of an energy. Make sure to tip. If you're going to take a picture with your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, make sure to tip. Make sure to tip. Tip, tip, tip. He's like sweating people down for a fucking tip, right? It was kind of took the sheen, kind of took the shine, kind of took the luster right out of the whole affair, you know? I mean, you see some you see some fucking mental patient dressed up like Spider-Man, you might want to stop and gawk. But if he's going to shake you down for a toonie or a loony, go fuck himself, right? It was odd. It was odd. I mean, first of all, I don't know who was right. I don't know who was wrong. It wasn't a huge deal. But first of all, it was not obvious. Like, as I explained, they were right at the intersection. They were right at the red light. There was no room. They were conducting police business. It made no sense for me to get up in there. It made more sense for me to be you know, six feet back. Now he's ordering me around. You can go up in front of us. You can go up in front of us. It's like, dude, you're blocking the bike lane. If you weren't cops, the obvious thing would be like, yo, why are you stopped in a bike lane? If you're going to park your bike and get off and stand around, why not on the sidewalk? Why in traffic? But they're policemen. They're on police business. I don't know what's going on. Right? But the obvious thing, if they weren't cops, was like, fucking move. You're in the middle of the fucking bike lane. It wasn't obvious. And he's talking at me like it's obvious. Like, hey, get over here and get in front of us. And again, commanding me. It's like... Wagwan. What's happening, ladies and gents? It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan, reporting live for duty on this magnificent August 12th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Welcome and bienvenue to Jonathan Ramcharan, the podcast. Howdy, folks. Much obliged. I just saw a neighbor outside my window, you know. At a cross from me, a different apartment, just saw a neighbor walk onto his patio. Think he's smoking marijuana. Little deviant, little miscreant. He's out there smoking the fucking la la la. Fucking 10 a.m. Hey, who hasn't been there? Been there, done that. If you're new to the show, Jonathan Ramcher and the podcast, that is, this is a show. Where I bitch, wine, squawk, bellyache, and kibitz about myself in order to relate to y'all self, y'all the dear listener, y'all the dear viewer. Shared experiences, kindred souls, BFFs, forever. Yeah. I used to get drunk and high first thing in the morning, used to smoke dope first thing in the morning, jack off first thing in the morning, the whole fucking wackadoo. Anything to escape reality. Fucked up. You know, toe up, fucked up with the sun up. You know? 
The show's available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube. My own website, Jonathan, pronounced Jonathan-Ramcharan.com. And as always, folks, if you're enjoying the show, getting some laughs, chuckles, gags, guffaws, chortles, please, would you help my black ass out? Share me with a friend. Sharing's caring, folks. You know who truly is. Instead of fucking shooting that fucking THC and um, alcohol into your brain every weekend, why don't you get off the hooch, put down the fucking pipe, and share Jonathan Ramtran the podcast. You know, get these fucking numbers of mine up. You know, I'm going straight to the top, baby. Baby. With a little help from my friends, a.k.a. you miscreants. Quick sip of tea, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Little herbal tea, you know, perk my ass up. I've been going, going hard. Working my ass off. Working out. Doing laundry up at the crack of dawn. <laughs> Fucking full load of laundry. This man gets no rest. So, you know, a little sip of tea from now and again. You know, don't hurt nobody. Don't mind me, boss. Dreamland. President's Choice Dreamland. Herbal tea. I'm in fucking dreamland. Like my next door neighbor. Look at him. Degenerate. Fucking... 10.02 in the a.m., he's puffing on a marijuana cigarette. Fucking degenerate. But, you know, maybe I'll accompany him to dreamland with my herbal tea. President's Choice Herbal Tea, dreamland. Hints of citrus and mint, dreamland. I'm fucking, I'm fucking smashed. Uh, Fucking smashed, bro. Fucked right up. The cops are coming for me. You hear that? Sirens. Oh, yeah, I'm tripping. Tripping the fuck out. Oh. It's President's Choice Herbal Tea is really something, boy. I'm in fucking dreamland. I like the way I mask that uh, irritating background drama. You know, the sirens that turned it into a little bit. Getting smashed on herbal green tea, herbal tea from President's Choice. Yeah, you know that brand, President's Choice? Okay, whenever I drink herbal tea, first of all, I grab it by the pussy bag. Grab it by the tea bag pussy. President's Choice. (laughs) Herbal tea. All right. So what I want to talk about today is, um, you know, a few things. You know, um... News cycle's kind of slow, monkeypox, monkeypox, you know, all that fear-mongering bullshit, ain't gonna sweat it. So, you know, I've just been living my life, uh, going on walks, you know, chilling out, enjoying the summer, 2022. An odd fixture in the summer in Toronto, last couple years, is the Toronto Spider-Man Now, I don't know if y'all have seen this guy before. He's an oddity. An oddity. First time I feasted my eyes on this specimen, it was a couple years back. Um, you know, I was on a construction site throwing shit around, you know? Throwing shit into the dumpster, site cleanup, bag, bin, broom, the whole wackadoo, the whole kit and caboodle, making a couple dollars, making a couple scratch, little scratch, to, you know, produce some stand-up comedy shows. Took a little money to make a little money. Had to rent a venue, had to rent a space, microphone, equipment, the whole nine yards. So I was working construction to facilitate that. So anyway, I'm on this construction site, downtown Toronto, CN Tower. I'm like on my coffee break and all of a sudden I hear, Whoa! Hey guys! How you doing? 
It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. The fuck, right? And I look up and there's this fucking emaciated looking fucking Spider-Man. You know, the fucking tights, the fucking pre-pubescent fucking Peter Parker tenor. Hey guys, how you doing? It's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. High-pitched fucking Peter Parker pre-puberty voice, right? I'm like, gee, gee willikers, right? It's the amazing Spider-Man. This fucking dork, some mental patient, squeezes into like a Spider-Man costume and he's like doing a little show, I guess, you know? He was pretty nimble. I'll have to give him that, you know? He's crouching down and doing the Spider-Man thing and, you know, climbing up. Uh, it was like on a bridge. The CN Tower slash Roger Center connecting bridge. There's a bridge that connects CN Tower and Roger Center with Front Street, Front and John. That's if you live in Toronto, Canada. You can Google the motherfucking thing if you want. Front and John, that area. There's a bridge. So he's climbing up on the bridge poles. He's up on the bridge. He's, you know, hey, it's your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. How you doing? Putting on a little show. Putting on the Ritz. And, you know, there's families and little kids. Oh, hey, look, it's Spider-Man. It's Spider-Man. Then he starts doing um, the shakedown. Just to let you all know, I do accept tips. I got a little tip bucket. If you're going to take a picture, please tip. Please tip. Real, like, nervous. Kind of real nervous Nelly kind of an energy. Make sure to tip. If you're going to take a picture with your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, make sure to tip. Make sure to tip. Tip, tip, tip. He's like sweating people down for a fucking tip, right? It was... Kind of took the sheen. Kind of took the shine. Kind of took the luster right out of the whole affair, you know? I mean, you see some you see some fucking mental patient dressed up like Spider-Man, you might want to stop and gawk. But if he's going to shake you down for a toonie or a loony, go fuck himself, right? So anyway, he's shaking down little kids. Does your mother have a toonie, young boy? Does your mother have a toonie? For the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man? Do you got a dollar, young boy? He's like bothering kids for change and shit, right? It was a little strange. And people were kind of heckling him too, right? They're like, where's Iron Man? <laughs> Couple sweet young things, you know, some, you know, some like college girls. They're walking by, right? They're like, upside down kiss. He's like, well, that's going to cost you. You're going to have to throw a dollar into the fucking tip jar. <laughs> He's like sweating down these hot college chicks to give them a tip. To do an upside down kiss. I'm like, on the house, baby. I would have climbed right up in that fucking webbing. And, you know, you remember in the Amazing Spider-Man movie when Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunst, he like, he like zips down on the web and he's upside down and she pulls his mask down and they do like that upside down kiss pretty hot I guess I don't know if you're into Tobey Maguire <laughs> Kirsten Dunst for that matter right anyway phenomenal actors but um if you're into that shit like upside down kissing in the rain these college students were like trying to get the amazing Spider-Man to like kiss them upside down and he's like that's gonna cost you I need a tip I'm like this guy's relentless you know it's like I mean yeah, it's kind of an interesting little gig, but I mean, why not just like make a sign? Like just, you know, make a sign. I don't know, get a billboard blowout of Spider-Man with a little tip jar and it looks a little professional. People see it. Oh, okay. And if they want to tip, they'll tip. But like, why are you shaking people down? You know, he was like a fucking industrialist, industrialist, right? He was like a Scrooge McDuck, a penny pincher, you know? Tip, 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 tip. Give me a tip. That was like five years ago that I saw this spectacle. Well, last weekend, just so happens I'm out for a walk, front and John. And I'm thinking about that guy. I'm like, yeah, remember the amazing Spider-Man? Remember the amazing Toronto Spider-Man? What a wacko. What do you know? 
All of a sudden, I hear that fucking prepubescent Peter Parker fucking Peckerwood fucking pipes. That fucking Peter Parker prepubescent speech, right? He's all like, hey, it's your neighbor, Rod Spider-Man. How you guys doing? Got a tip, got a tip, got a tip. The same routine. Five years later, he's doing the same damn thing. God bless him. You know, he he looks the part. He's nimble. He's agile. He rides a skateboard. He's talented for a Spider-Man impersonator, but it's like he had like this ratty little cardboard box with a fucking hand-printed sign with like, it was like a crumpled cardboard box and he had scrolled some shit on there with a fucking marker, like a Sharpie. Tip jar. It just looked all frumpy, dumpy, and frazzled. And he's, again, he's pestering the kids. Does your mother have a toony little boy for your favorite neighborhood Spider-Man? Do you want to fight crime? Do you want to fight crime? Well, if you do, it's going to cost you $2. Shaking people down for tips again. I'm just like, I don't know. Rub me the wrong way. Because it's like, you could tell people were kind of turned off. And it's like, you know, you catch a little bit of, you catch more flies with, actually this saying doesn't really make much sense, because you can catch flies with shit. You know, if you just took a shit, that would attract flies. But I guess the saying is more like you attract more bees with honey than vinegar. You know that saying? Like you, like you attract more flies with honey than vinegar. Even though if you took a shit, you would attract flies as well. But it's a the basic point of it is like, you know, if you you get you get what you give or you receive more with a little kindness than with, you know, impatience or, you know, bullheadedness, you get the drift, right? You you catch more flies with honey than vinegar, whatever the fuck the saying is, right? Like if he made like a tip jar that was like like I said, something professional looking. Maybe a little cardboard cutout of Spider-Man. Nice red velvet bucket. Something that looked a little professional other than some ratty fucking cardboard box and pestering people and hounding people. It's like, if they want to tip you, they'll tip you. Mention it once or twice, otherwise calm down. That's another thing. You could tell he was always, he's like kind of on edge. Because I saw him without his mask. One time he took the Spider-Man mask off and he was like riding his uh, skateboard. And like, you know how you could always tell a mental patient like it's in the eyes? The eyes, Chico, they never lie. It's in the eyes, right? Like, you like this mental kind of fucking stare. You know? So like, he just had a way that was really kind of... You know, he's really nervous and impatient and tense and it seemed like he was about to come unhinged at any moment, right? Do you got a tip, 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 tip? If you're gonna if you're gonna take pictures of me, make sure to tip. Like he would lose his temper a little bit, do? It's like Spider Man Spidey would never do that. Spidey would never yell at me for a tip. And it's kinda of funny too, because it's like, yo, you're ripping off a Marvel character. You're ripping off a copyrighted trademarked character. So you're hounding people to tip you for something that they didn't ask you to do because you're impersonating a character that you have taken the liberty to try to make money off of. Anyways, if you do see the Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man or any, um, you know, street performer, impersonator... If you can tip, hey, tip. It's a tough gig. I mean, I didn't tip just because I didn't stop to look and his vibe kind of just was like, you know, I just want to get out of there. But I mean, like, you know, one hand washes the other. Maybe if I'm walking by him next time and I got a couple bucks, I'll throw it in the little cardboard box that he puts out for his tips. You know, every little bit helps, right? Anyway, tea break, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Gotta have my tea break.
Mm. <sighs> yeah. Um, what else going on here? Um, yeah. I had an incident recently um, involving a policeman. Police person. So check it. Um, I'll just give you the skinny of it, right? I'm riding my bike, right? Downtown Toronto. I'm in the bike lane. I'm gonna pro I'm approaching a red light. And as I'm approaching the red light, I notice that there are that there are two bike cops blocking the bike lane. Right? So the light has turned red. There's two bike cops pretty much at the intersection, like right in front of the intersection, right by the red light. So I, not wanting to get involved or close to policemen doing their police business, I stop like maybe, I don't know, six feet behind them. And the one bike cop goes, um, oh, sir, you can move up in front of us. You can move up in front of us. He was like right at the line. There was no room. There was obviously no room. They're conducting police business. And he's telling me, oh, you can move up. You can move up right in front of us. You can move right up in front of us, sir. There's no room and the light's red. There's cars going. I look at him and I go, uh, uh, well, the light's red. And he goes, I know the light's red. I'm saying that you can move in front of us, in front of, it's like, where? Like, I'm thinking to myself, where? Like, where in front of you? There's, there's the intersection and cars whizzing by. There's like no room. That's what I'm thinking to myself, right? Again, he goes, well, you can move up in front of us. That's what I'm trying to say to you. I know that the light's red, but you can move in front of us. Right? So I'm just like, when the light turns green. Waited for the light turn green. Then I carried on my way. I rode around him and continued. It was odd. It was odd. I mean, first of all, I don't know who was right. I don't know who was wrong. It wasn't a huge deal. But first of all, it was not obvious. Like, as I explained, they were right at the intersection. They were right at the red light. There was no room. They were conducting police business. It made no sense for me to get up in there. It made more sense for me to be, you know, six feet back. Now he's ordering me around. You can go up in front of us. You can go up in front of us. It's like, dude, you're blocking the bike lane. If you weren't cops, the obvious thing would be like, Yo, why are you stopped in a bike lane? If you're going to park your bike and get off and stand around, why not on the sidewalk? Why in traffic? But they're policemen. They're on police business. I don't know what's going on. Right? But the obvious thing, if they weren't cops, was like, fucking move. You're in the middle of the fucking bike lane. It wasn't obvious. And he's talking at me like it's obvious like hey get over here and get in front of us and again commanding me it's like dude i mean don't forget who you work for sir like tax-paying citizen minding my own business i mean how about a please like i don't since when do i jump to your orders buddy i'm not in your regiment i'm not your dog i pay your fucking bills i'm a part of the tax-paying public who pay your bills, Buster? Like, how about, sir, can you please? Don't just park your bike in the middle of a bike lane and block traffic and stand around and just start ordering people around. Like, come on, buddy. It's not obvious what you're doing over there. 
I mean, and my thought would be like, and I guess maybe the issue was he didn't like somebody parking a bike behind him. You know, he would rather have a person in front of him. But it's like, hey, look, Buster, if a man on a bicycle threatens you, Cupcake, maybe you're not cut out for being a policeman. Oh, my God, a, a bicyclist. A cyclist. Six feet behind me. Like, if you're a little squeamish, pal, maybe this ain't the industry for you. Okay? Fucking, you know, it's 6 p.m. It's like 9 o'clock at night. I mean, the sun, you know, it's still pretty light out. It's summertime. Like, what's the what's the big deal, buddy? Maybe you're a little squeamish. Maybe this ain't the job for you, buddy. And, yo, maybe you should use some common sense if you don't want to be... Like, he, like he parked hurriedly. He parked in a hurriedly... You know, just right in the middle of a bike lane. All angsty. It's your problem. It's your issue. If you were thinking, you would obviously clear the bike lane. Take the bike. Put it on the sidewalk. That way, oncoming traffic is free to go. But no, you block the bike lane right at the intersection. And you expect people to know what the obvious cue is. It's not obvious. So, I don't know. Another moment of um, bike lane uh, bonanza. I'm riding my bike. Again, I'm in the bike lane. I see this couple. They come off the curb and they're stomping. It's obvious that they're in an argument. This like, it was like a Ken and Barbie moment. It was like, you know, some white boy, square jaw, handsome looking fella. And then this Barbie, this blonde, you know, pretty little thing stuffed into a pink dress, like a pink cocktail dress. But they were fucking, they were, they were obviously in an argument or something, right? They're a couple at war. <laughs> and, you know, they're huffing and puffing and they're, they're walking towards me. She's in the bike lane. He's like uh, in the other lane. I don't know. Like it was like a, there was like an island meridian, like an island parking, if that makes sense. Like uh, it was kind of a, you know, it was like a, there was an island, you know, uh, laneway, kind of a clusterfuck. So, you know, he's walking towards me. She's in the bike lane, it's whatever, right? I could feel that anger and angst, you know, the couple, they're fighting, they're at war. So I just kind of took it easy, kind of swerved out of their way, gave them their space and continued. And she was stomping on and she really made it clear. Like, I'm not moving. I don't give a fuck if I'm in the bike lane. I'm walking. She's huffing and puffing and chucking, walking, right? And I was just thinking to myself, like, how crazy that is. It's like... She's all mad and she's all in a tizzy and she's in the bike lane and she's obviously wrong. And the message is like, fuck you, move. You move for me. So strange. I couldn't imagine doing that. Like just stepping off a curb into a bike lane and walking as a bike is oncoming and just being like, whatever, fuck you, move. I don't give a fuck if I'm walking in the bike lane. Fucking move. I'm coming through. Like crazy egos, right? That's the same with that cop. It's like, dude, I know you're a policeman, but it's like, come on, dude. You parked in the bike lane recklessly. You expect me to know what the fuck you want me to do? Then you want to bark orders at me? Come over here. Like, No, I'm not going to come over there just because you told me to or jump because you say jump. Like, You're parked like an idiot. I'm waiting for the green light and then I'm going. Fuck off. Right? So, you know, what I learned from that was like the best thing to do, and it's always the best thing to do when you're dealing with people, is have patience. Patience. It's not easy because it's a matter of ego. I mean, that cop, 
he was all tizzied up and flared up because, yo, he's a cop. He's working a hectic job. Whatever. He sees things the way he sees it. He wants to give me a command. And, you know, I was confused. He was the one confusing the situation. It's like, there didn't seem to be anything going on, yet the bl- he's blocking the bike lane. And why would I go in the midst of that? You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather... Sit back, wait for the light to change, then proceed. But he's telling me, no, get over here, get in front of me, get right in the middle of it. It's like, dude, you're confusing. You're confusing me. It doesn't make any sense. And I'm not your, I'm not in your regiment. I'm not your, I'm not, I'm not in your fucking regiment, buddy. You don't give me orders, right? I'm a taxpaying citizen. You know, if I did something or if there's a situation, yeah, but I don't just hop over here. Right? I didn't do that. I didn't give him the finger, but... You know. And then that lady blocking the bike lane and her crazy ego as if she had a right to just be stomping on towards me. It's like, I could probably run her over and have a case in court where it's like, officer or your honor, I don't know what the fuck. She was in the bike lane. I mean, I don't know. She just came out of nowhere clotheslined her on my bike it was an accident i mean what was i supposed to do she was in the bike lane i was on a bike i mean you gotta be pretty stupid to walk into oncoming traffic on a bike lane right it's not my fault i you know clotheslined her as i went by right that's how crazy people are you know it's like that's the risk you run when you you when you fight back against ego right when 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 you're met with a crazy ego and then you blast back with another crazy ego that's just a that's just a mixture or a recipe for disaster two flaring egos so what i think i should have done was um what i'm going what i should what i'm going to do in the future if like a cop asks me something and I'm confused I'm just going to be like no problem officer what are you asking of me just to clarify because what happened with me was he gave me an order it was confusing he's the one causing the confusion I mean he's parked in a bike lane like an idiot there's no you know, it's like there's no rhyme or reason. There's no obvious reason why he's parked there. There's no, there was nobody there but him parked in the bike lane. Him and his partner. So it's like, it was just confusing. And, you know, he's giving me orders and shit. and It was just confusing. So in the future, what I will say is, yeah, excuse me, officer. No problem. What are you asking of me? How can I help? What, what are you asking of me? Because I was just confused. I don't know what the hell he's doing, what he wants. And, you know, he's barking orders at me. It's annoying. You know? And that's, that's the whole thing a lot of times with the whole, um, you know, defund the police thing. It's like, my personal outlook is like, I respect police don't particularly like the police. That's my standpoint. I respect police, but I don't particularly like them. Police only exist because society is full of fucked up people and we need protection. You know? Who are you going to call when somebody tries to rob you or somebody tries to, you know, assault you? You got to call the cops. You need some backup, right? And cops, you know, they're authority. And if you value your freedom and your autonomy and your, you know, personhood, hey, you, get off my cloud. You don't know me and you don't know my style. I don't want no fucking overlord, somebody watching me, big brother, you know, the state, you know, the long arm of the law. Like, who who likes... Who likes to be monitored? They're like a necessary evil. I respect police. Don't particularly like them. 
I put them in the same category as like a teacher, a principal, um, you know, uh, you know, anybody who's like, a, you know, upper management, anybody with a clipboard and a fucking pencil taking notes and, you know, a traffic guard, you know, a parking cop, like bureaucracy and bleep, 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 that's all folks like fuck off. No, I don't like cops. Come on. But I respect them. I respect what they do. They've got a chaotic job. And if it goes into the whole thing of like defund the cops, man. It is, that is basically saying to society, okay, let the worst run amok. Because the crazy shit I'm talking about dealing with those cops and their ego, like with that cop and the bicycle situation and his crazy ego and who knows what's going on and he's barking orders and he's blocking traffic, like whatever. And with that crazy woman stomping on along in the bike lane with her crazy ego, that's mild. That's like a zero on a scale of, you know, nothing to crazy. That's like a zero. You know, it's like you see the crazy egos that are in society in these days. Mass shooters, violent offenders, drug addicts roaming around with their crazy nonsense. It's out of control. It's wackadoo a lot of times. And, you know, like I live in downtown Toronto. Just the other day, you know, there seems to be drug activity in my building. In the building I live in. And when I, when I say drug activity, I don't know. Some people are heavily into drugs Either they're doing it or selling it or whatever. And from time to time, you come home and you got (sighs) like these drug addicts just like loitering in the building lobby. You got a dollar? Got a dollar? Can you let me in? Can you buzz me in? Can you buzz me to this floor? Can you buzz me to that floor? They want you to buzz them in with the fob. You know, like the swipe pass, the fob. These crazy drug addicts. And their egos are so nuts where they'll just walk up to you, a complete stranger, and they need you to do this and they need you to do that. Buzz them in, let them in. And if you say, uh, sorry, no, um, I can't let you in. You don't live here. I don't know you. Like, why are you bothering me? Like, you're like a random stranger. Like, you're in my space. You're in my orbit. And you're asking me to buzz you in and do this for you and do that for you. Like, just take a step back and chill. Like, leave me alone. No, you don't live here. Whoever you're here to visit, just call them and they'll let you in or whatever. That's like the logical thing. It's like logic, right? You don't know me. I don't owe you anything. Why are you bothering me? Why are you talking to me? Like, I'm a complete stranger to you. It's pretty logical that a complete stranger has nothing to do with you, right? Pretty simple logic. You know, we're strangers. I don't, what do I have to do with you? Leave me alone. Not to the drug addict. Fuck you. Fuck you. Let me in. Let me in. Big problem. You know, now you're in the middle of a confrontation because you didn't buzz the person in. Or you looked at the person the wrong way on the street. Or, hey, I don't know, whatever. Whatever fucking crazy reason that these mental patients need to shoot a random stranger, to rob, assault, rape, murder. So that's where it's leading to. If there is a defund the police movement. This has been an ongoing discussion last few years. And I guess that incident with the cop on bike caught me thinking about that. In the incident with that fucking... um, There was like some drug addict bothering me to let him in to the building. The building I live in. He wanted me to swipe him to a floor with my swipe key freaking out at me yelling at me uh, it's just like a complete stranger and you know it's a necessary evil it's a necessary thing policemen and the police work respect the cops I respect them They got a tough job. I don't particularly like them. 
just because I don't like authorities. I don't like to be monitored. I'm a law-abiding free citizen. I'm a law-abiding free citizen. And it's like, yeah, no, I don't like cops. I mean, come on. Somebody watching you, monitoring you. But they're necessary. Very necessary. So, you know, that's some food for thought. What's your opinion? Hit me up, jr.thepodcast at gmail.com. Is this hitting home with you? Any of this resonating with you? Like, have you had that situation where it's like, you know, it's like, in my situation, it's like, I'm talking about the bike, cop. It's like, man, you're acting like a dick. And I know it ain't nothing personal, but, you know, you're a little stressed out, and I don't know, maybe he's having a brain fart, but it's like, dude, you're the one. You're, hey, dude, it's like, you know, you're acting like an idiot, flat out. I mean, the only reason why there's a saving grace is because you're a cop. You're a cop, and you're on police business, but take that away. Anyone can see you're in the wrong. You're blocking a bike lane for no apparent reason. And it's not obvious what you want the traffic to do because we, you know, we're looking at you as, okay, well, there's a cop. Something must be going on. Why is he in the middle of the bike lane for no reason? I guess I should stop. Oh, no, I was wrong. I should have Got in front of him, right into his business, right into his space where he is, according to him, and he's freaking out. No, get over here, da, da, da. ordering me around and shit. Ah, buddy, fuck off. I pay my taxes, buddy. Pipe down. It's so easy to take a dislike to police work, policemen, but they're such a necessary evil. I mean, I don't know if they're evil, but... <laughs> You know, they claim to be good and righteous, but I mean, I will give them this. They are at least one step above a politician. Because, you know, a politician like claims to be for the people and loving and this and that. Most politicians are complete, cynical, self-minded, self-motivated, right? Whereas with a policeman, yeah, there's a lot of that cynical, power-tripping bullshit, But there's an extra element of danger. They put their money where their mouth is. You know, they're to serve and protect. They put a lot on the line every day to go out and serve the public. And a lot of them do. And, um, you know, it's a petty grievance that sometimes they are human and they make mistakes and they can be clunky and uncommunicative. You know, sometimes they lack the communication skills, just like a normal person. It's like they don't express themselves and then it's taken the wrong way. Right? So, but, you know, I personally think we need cops and, uh, I don't know. We need cops. They need to have um, a certain respect. But they can always do with a little customer service. They can always do with a little bit more customer training. Dealing with people. Because they're human. And a lot of times they just got their egos and their nuts. And they're taken the wrong way. Again, hit me up. jr.thepodcast at gmail.com What are your thoughts? In the future, maybe I'll do a more targeted, more in-depth sort of police talk. That's kind of where I sit. I respect cops. I believe we need cops. Basically, I don't like them, though. A lot of them are just ego-tripping pricks. And um, I'm a law-abiding citizen. I don't want to be monitored. We have policemen. The only reason why police exist is because 
There are bad guys out there. If people weren't so shitty, there would be no need for policemen. But unfortunately, as it sits, we lived in a very fucked up world. So, their service is definitely appreciated and respected from me. Even though I could, I mean, don't like talking to them at all, but very much respected. Yes. Quick sip of tea, boss. Don't mind me, boss. Ooh, tea break, tea break. Yeah, I'm going to get out of here pretty quick. You know, we're going to wrap it up. Couple uh, housekeeping uh, things. If you're a returning guest to JRP, or if you're a new guest to JRP, if you know, if you don't know, if you may or may not know, or hell, maybe you surmised, I am an actor extraordinaire. <clears throat> That's being to the bone, ladies and gentlemen, and damn proud of it. Yeah. Um, as I mentioned on the previous episode, I've been in talks. Yeah, um, connecting with, um, some of the people that, um, I've been able to make some films with, you know, some independent indie productions as of late. And, um, I'm onward and upward in a new project several projects and you know I was in talks that's showbiz lingo I was in talks last sorry last week in talks so it went well um, and now I'm just kind of nose to the grindstone the juices are flowing things are percolating and um, onward and upward in the new projects very exciting and hopefully we'll have more to come very soon Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ventran, actor extraordinaire. Yeah, yeah. And also, I am a stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Yeah. And, um, ooh. This is interesting. I am gearing up to release some deep cuts some deep cuts of the uh, stand-up comedy special I recently shot. Yes, as I alluded to, um, some of the people that I've been doing some indie projects with, these are the same people that worked on my stand-up comedy special. Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. Yes, this one's a humdinger, folks. I fucking kick kick uh kick some ass what the fuck man what the fuck am i gonna be cute and coy about you know i'm gonna what am I fucking what i gonna be cute about you know i kick some fucking ass on this motherfucking thing dropped some jokes talked about covid talked about um pandemic talked about you know the times of the time just uh you know swinging dick and uh you know this era what's going on with me as a young man in the 2020s you know so yeah Dropped it and uh, gearing up to release some deep cuts. Um, just, you know, some clips, some clips of the jokes, hopefully to turn over some traffic, hopefully to boil, boil, blo- bloister, blister, bolster, hopefully to bolster some renewed interest in the special. And as I mentioned, folks, this one's a humdinger. You don't want to miss it. Jonathan Ramcharan, suitable for no audiences. And of course, after busting your ass on a special, it's back to the drawing board. Nose to the grindstone. So, um, you know, special came out four months ago. I've been jotting notes down, doing this, doing that, recuperating, percolating. And uh, looking to the next uh, task at hand in my comedy career. And um, 
It's an open canvas. And it's a dumpster landfill. And uh, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. It's um, it's what you make it. So um, digging, digging what's going on with my comedy at the moment. Hallelujah. So there you have it, folks. Jonathan Ramcharan, stand-up comedian extraordinaire. Well, that about does it for another episode of JR the P. Certainly enjoyed speaking with y'all this morning. Certainly felt like I rambled on at times. Hey, what the fuck, you know? You know, got that gift to gab. So, you know, when you want to, you know, flex the old jaw muscle, you know, flap the old muscle. This here old jaw of mine gets the flopping, you know, it's good. Create some content, reinvest in my vigor and um, verbose vernacular as a comedian and a performer and a podcaster and an actor and a thespian, you know, just reinforcing in that gift to gab, you know. Sure, it could be boring as tits sometimes, but, you know, these are the risks we take as podcasters, as performers, as, you know, peasants, you know. Singing for my supper over here, folks, you know. I'm going to make it. Hallelujah. Till next time. It's your old chuckle buddy. Guess who? Jonathan James Ramcharan. Signing off from duty. On this magnificent August 12th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Toronto Spider-Man, God bless him. Tip him. <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, cops, police officers, defund the police or don't defund the police. Egos, deviant, criminal assholes in society what do we do with them yeah acting smacking stand-up comedy band up comedy the whole performing wackadoo the show is available on apple Podcasts, spotify odyssey youtube my own website jonathan-ramcharan.com and as always folks if you're enjoying the show getting some laughs chuckles gags guffaws turtles please help my black ass out share me with a friend Till next time, folks, you live it, you love it, you realize it. Aight? Peace.